Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 55, Lunchroom Dilemma. Lacey stood in the entrance of the cafeteria and scanned the room full of students for a place to sit. Nora sat with Sophie Schroeder and the other debate team members at a round table in the center of the room. London was still mysteriously absent from Easton, and Carmen was off in college. Lacey rolled the top of her lunch bag. If she'd arrived at lunch at the normal time, she would have just joined some of the girls from her class. But the ones she was comfortable with sat at a full table. Of all times, Lacey's locker door had gotten stuck right before lunch, requiring five minutes of shaking, shoving, and jiggling. Just march up to that half-full table of freshmen and ask if you can join them, Lacey coached herself. Really, after everything, after gaining three best friends last year, after all the adventures she'd had the previous summer, after spending a weekend in New York City, she ought to have more, more pizzazz. No. She turned back into the hallway. Maybe nobody would notice if she ate her sack lunch in the stairwell. She glanced over her shoulder one last time, eyeing the cafeteria for any teachers on watch. Mr. Gustav was removing a salad from under the nose of Paxton Price, who'd wanted to share it, piece by airborne piece, with someone three tables away. The other teachers just looked relieved to have a moment to sit down and revive themselves. Coming back from summer break was hard on everybody, apparently. Okay, time to go. It was safe. Oh, Gray was sitting at the very back table, the one near the restroom. Why would she choose there? And she sat alone. Lacey bit her lip. Yeah, she'd eaten lunch with Gray a lot last year. She'd even felt at a loss when Gray was absent from school. And then she'd started eating with Carmen, London, and Nora a lot. Lacey sighed. Did she want to go back to sitting across the table from Gray, a girl who treated lunchtime like a bonus study session? It sort of took all the enjoyment out of a Chipotle chicken wrap to have to talk historical facts and dates and systems of government. She took another step into the hallway. Gray looked up, caught sight of her, and ducked her head again. But what had that expression been just before she'd adverted her gaze? Loneliness. Gray had seen her, knew Lacey was about to go M.I.A. from the lunchroom, even though there was obviously a seat available. Lacey scrunched the opening of her lunch bag. Great. She was turning into a snob, doing the same thing to Gray she dreaded being done to herself, avoiding, shuffling to the side as being too unimportant in the levels of the social stratosphere. She went back into the lunchroom and sat down across from Gray. Hi. Had a good summer? Gray shrugged. Did you know there is already a test and a quiz in our classes this Friday? Lacey took a deep breath. No, I didn't realize any had been announced yet. They weren't. Gray shuffled a stack of note cards like she was getting ready for an intense game of Dutch Blitz. I asked. Lacey bit back a, you would, and nodded. I guess one of us will be ready. I can quiz you. Lacey slowly unpacked her food. Gray, I have a question. What? 
Last year, the day I went drama berserk and flounced out of the lunchroom. Gray rolled her eyes. Oh, yeah, I remember. Well, feel free to forget that day, except you said something that I've thought about off and on. You said you're hoping to get a scholarship to medical school. All this work. Lacey pointed to the stack of study helps and a binder tabbed in about a million different colors. Is all this worth it? Like, I think I would get a nonstop migraine if I studied so much. Gray fiddled with a highlighter, a new one labeled Blueberry Lime. The girl probably went wild over office supply stores. My dad thought that most doctors were quacks, and he saw his brother get doped up with all kinds of stuff that didn't treat a rare disease he had, so when my dad got sick, really sick, he wouldn't go to the doctor. Gray rolled the highlighter between her fingers. He died. Oh, Gray! Gray held up a hand. I'm not looking for tears and hugs, Lacey. I'm just telling you the facts. I want to go into medical research. My uncle's rare disease. It runs in the family. I might be the one to prove that it doesn't have to kill anybody else. Wow, that's big, Gray. Really big, but so cool. It must be nice to have such a defined purpose for what you're going to do. Lacey munched on an apple slice. She'd spent half the summer working on a story. She'd been revising the one Miss Tomer had read. The story had changed a lot. Really, it was basically a completely new story, but better. Still, writing stories didn't really compare with finding the cure for a rare disease. So, do you want to study? Gray asked. Lacey uncapped her water. She could go through that again, trying to cram food into her mouth in between cramming knowledge into her brain, but she didn't want to. So should she really let Gray think she did? Let's catch up first. It's been months. Did you go anywhere this summer or work or anything? Gray fiddled with a sharpie. Where could I go? My mom works, and I have to stay home with my younger sister. Gray kept her eyes on her note cards. Who needs vacation anyway? These days, you can explore the world from your living room. Lacey pictured the senator's horse farm, Mrs. Sawyer's swimming pool, and her trip to New York City with Flora. Yeah, she could have watched videos about all those things, but it wasn't the same as being there. And while she'd been having adventures, Gray had been stuck at home, without even the visit of a friend to break things up. But life didn't have to stay that way for Gray, did it? Do you want to go swimming this Saturday? Lacey asked. Nora, Arjean, and I have been planning to go swimming for weeks, but it hasn't worked out until this weekend. We want to go before the weather gets cold. Gray nudged a blue card into a straight line above an orange one. Lacey crumpled a napkin to keep from reaching out and sweeping the study helps off the table. Well... If you can give me a ride, I guess. Where do you go to swim? Just the river. Carmen lives with a woman who has a pool, and we've gone there a few times, but Carmen's at college now. Gray added a tiny number five to the corner of a green card. The water in the river has lots of bacteria, you know? Lacey shrugged. I try not to think about it or drink it. Gray stared at her for a moment. At last, she sniffed a tiny laugh. Okay, I'll come. 
Taking a bite of her wrap, Lacey looked beyond Gray's shoulder at the lunchroom of students. So that was it. What did you say to someone who didn't even respond with, thank you for inviting me, or that sounds fun, or anything with a smile at all? To someone who didn't even ask a reciprocal question like, and how was your summer? The silence lengthened as Gray munched corn chips and copied terms and definitions from the margin of a textbook. A burst of laughter came from five tables away, and Lacey watched Rilla Myers stand up and make a dramatic gesture as she reenacted something funny for her table full of friends. Not a chair was empty at Rilla's table. Oh, and here came Wendy Wells with a full tray. Wendy paused at the end of the table, joining in the laughter. She sat her tray down and pulled a chair to the end of the table. She wasn't even seated before Mr. Gustav started towards her, shaking his head. Sitting in the aisle was against the rules. Wendy picked up her tray and stood, neck turning pink as Rilla continued her story. Wendy munched on a chip. Was she just going to hover there like a little bird grabbing seed from a feeder when the bigger birds weren't looking? Mr. Gustav took a step in her direction, and Wendy wandered away from Rilla's table, still fingering her chips on her tray as her face turned beet red. Lacey gulped. God, I have nothing in common with Wendy Wells, even less than with Gray, so please, please let somebody else offer her a seat. Besides, she makes me nervous. Wendy continued to wander, pausing awkwardly next to tables to laugh at a joke or make a comment. Her elbows were close to her body, her shoulders stiff. She twitched a piece of bread away from her hamburger and nibbled on it. This was awful. Wendy, Lacey said loudly, over here. Wendy whipped towards Lacey and Gray's table, elbows and shoulders still tense as she rushed to the empty chair next to Lacey and sat down. Lacey, I've been looking everywhere for you all day. Wendy leaned an elbow on the table, shielding her mouth with one hand. What do you suppose is going on with the Pellas? Lacey scooted her chair away an inch. Uh, the Pellas? Yes. I mean, the whole family has just been gone for weeks. At least, they haven't been at church since the beginning of August. Wendy leaned in close. Do you think they've, you know, left the faith or something? Lacey jerked, and her wrap fell apart in her hand, the meat sliding out onto her flattened lunch bag, and the lettuce flopping loose, getting sauce all over her fingers. Wendy, you shouldn't say stuff like that. She grabbed a napkin out of the dispenser in the middle of the table. Mustard was gross when you had to get up right next to it. And Wendy was supposed to be London's friend. They'd been in the same grade since kindergarten. Say what? Wendy picked up her burger. Something is up. Didn't you see how Principal Dawkins read his statement about Mr. Pella's sabbatical? It was like, all word for word, careful. Wendy lowered her eyes and picked at the brown crust of her roll. I always thought Mr. Pella was kind of liberal myself. He knew too much about all those false gods and art and stuff. Lacey stared, open-mouthed. She's talking about the unit on mythology, Gray said, and the artists and pieces Mr. Pella makes us memorize to go along with the time periods we study. 
She didn't look up the whole time she was talking and added an asterisk to a yellow card before shuffling a row of pink cards to the top of a pile. Lacey whipped her head back towards Wendy. Look, you don't have to like Mr. Pella's teaching style, but you shouldn't cast shadows on people's testimony. It's, it's wrong. Her whole body shook slightly. How dare Wendy say such awful stuff about somebody who wasn't even present to defend himself? Wendy shrugged. I didn't mean anything. Mr. Pella's okay. She pulled the lettuce out of her sandwich. Anyways, it's more likely London. That's the problem. She lowered her voice again. You know how she acted my freshman and sophomore year? Always edgy, always... Stop. Lacey held up her hand to stop. She breathed hard, staring at the floor. Oh, I love London. Don't get me wrong, Wendy said. I'm just saying, don't say. Lacey twisted her fingers together. How would Carmen handle this? All Lacey wanted to do was reverse time and not invite Wendy to sit with her. What is her problem? Wendy asked, squinting at Gray. Gray sniffed. Your judgmental attitude. Lacey pressed her lips together. Maybe Gray would take care of the situation for her. Judgmental? Wendy straightened. I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Gray flipped over a card and didn't respond. Okay, the ball was back in Lacey's court, not that she knew much about basketball or how to confront somebody without making a mess of it. Where was Carmen when you needed her? Off in college studying psychology and theology and other ologies. Lacey cleared her throat. Look, Wendy, maybe you don't mean to be unkind, but when you, when you say stuff like it's a secret and ask questions that imply something, it puts bad thoughts in people's heads, you know, and it's not fair. Wendy's bottom lip came out slightly. I don't know why you're acting like I've said something wrong. I told you I love London and I don't mind her dad most of the time. I just wonder what is really going on. Lacey nodded. Hadn't she spent a couple of weeks doing recon at the Pella's house because she'd wondered that very same thing? But she'd been concerned about the absence of her friend, not about delving into some juicy secret. Maybe, Lacey said, we should just pray for the Pellas. That's what I've been doing lately. I miss my friend. You probably do too, so let's pray she comes back soon. Wendy nodded. You're so sweet, Lacey. Of course, I will. Wendy took a bite of cake. Ugh, this lunch is so unhealthy. I need to go on a diet. She went on, her voice unnecessarily loud as she recounted the health routine she'd observed during the summer and how the school really should offer more nutritious food. When Rilla Myers rose from her seat, Wendy stood too. Gotta go, chicas. Sit with me again sometime. She laughed and hurried away to fall into step beside Rilla. She's got problems, Gray said. Lacey slumped and stared at her disassembled, unappetizing lunch. We all do, I guess, she mumbled. You sounded good, Gray said. Lacey shrugged. I think I'm ready for the weekend. How about you? Gray shuffled her cards into one big stack and slid them into a Ziploc bag. 
It's only Tuesday. I don't like weekends anyway. And this was one more reason why probably nobody in the entire school could relate to Gray, not even the teachers. Still, even though Gray didn't talk much, and she was kind of hyper-focused on one thing, she didn't talk too much, and she minded her own business like a pro. Lacey? A whispery voice carried past the noise of the lunchroom. Lacey looked up to see Freya hurrying towards her. Can I sit with you? Sure. Lacey swiped some crumbs off the table and pulled out Wendy's vacated chair. Join the table of misfits, she thought. I had an orthodontist appointment this morning, and I just got to school. Freya rubbed her hand across her mouth. I just got braces. I don't know how I'm going to eat. My teeth hurt, and I'm worried about prompting at the Christmas play. My diction might be slurred. Christmas is in December, Gray said. This is August. I know, I know. Freya shielded her mouth with one hand as she took a bite of pudding. Maybe you'll be used to the braces by then. Hope so. Freya continued to eat her soft foods one-handed, her other hand hovering in front of her face. Lacey sat back in her seat and looked from Gray to Freya and across the room to where Wendy trailed behind Rilla. She knew something of what each girl was feeling deep down inside because she'd felt it herself. Was there anything she, Lacey Winters, could do for these three young women who just wanted to know their place in the world? Lacey gathered together the mess of her lunch. Who was she kidding? Lacey Winters was no Carmen Oliver with her calm wisdom or London Pella with her vivacious confidence. But Carmen and London weren't here, so maybe it really was up to Lacey to make a difference. But how? Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days and sticking around for three years of the podcast. Have a lovely spring. Bye!